Welcome to the Big Presentations Podcast, where we offer encouragement and guidance to those who make big presentations in small rooms. We believe that properly focused practice and preparation result in effective communications. I'm your host, Paul Gibson. Let's get started. We're so happy that you're back for another episode of the Big Presentations podcast. Today is a good one. We're going to be talking about presentation goals, how to make them, and three questions that you should ask yourself whenever you're coming up with that goal for your big presentation in your small room. And what are you going to do to get it? Well, we're going to get into that right now. Today, I want to talk about a presentation goal. To have a presentation goal, you need to ask three questions. If you do not ask these three questions, then you're likely to become a source of frustration for your audience. They are going to wonder, why are you here? What do you want? And why are you wasting their time? Let's make sure that you are a source of guidance and helpful information by defining your presentation goal. So, Here are three questions to ask. The first question is, what do I want? I am up front for a reason. It's because I want something. So what is that something? It is good to be specific about your desires. Sometimes people will be frustrated with a speaker because they take too long to get to the point. They ramble around or perhaps are overly vague about what they want. So be clear about it. What do you want? That is question number one. Now, question number two defines the importance of question number one. Question number two asks, why does it matter? So remember, question number one is, what do you want? Question number two is, why does it matter? This is where you need to know the mission of the organization. An organization's mission is its reason to exist. This is what the organization is there for. Now, many organizations have a well-crafted, well-publicized mission. If you go looking for it, you should be able to find it. If the organization is good at building its culture, you should not have to go looking for it. The mission should have been a part of your onboarding process, a part of your evaluations, a part of everything that you do. The mission should be guiding your actions. So discover the mission of the organization. If there's nothing published, then you can probably figure it out. Even if it's just the baseline mission of making money. We just want to make money. And if that's it, well, that's the reality that you're dealing with. So know the mission of the organization, and that way you can state what you want and why it matters. I want this thing to come into existence, or I want this number to increase, or I want to try this new idea because our mission is, and this idea helps support the mission. All right, so we're two-thirds of the way there already. Remember, question number one, what do you want? Be specific about it. Question number two, why does it matter? What's the mission of the organization and how does your idea help move the organization toward that mission? How does your idea honor the mission of the organization? And then question number three is what steps are required for you to get what you want? What do you want? Why does it matter? And what does it mean for the audience? What steps are you asking them to take? Or... What steps are you asking for permission for you and your team to take? What will get us to the goal? What do you want? Why does it matter? And what steps are involved? 
If you can answer those three questions and explain those answers in a coherent and brief way, your audience will appreciate you because they know what you want. They understand why it matters and they know what it takes to get there. So, before your next presentation, ask yourself, what is the goal? And to define that goal, be willing to ask yourself, what do you want? Why does it matter? And what steps are involved in getting you there? When you have a good, clear goal, it's a big step toward making a big presentation. Taking a quick break to tell you about the book that this podcast is based around. It is the Big Presentations in Small Rooms book. Whether you want to get it in ebook, audiobook, or you want it the old fashioned way in a paperback form, it's available on Amazon. You can find the link in the show notes, and we would love for you to pick it up so you can learn more about how to make your presentations in small rooms bigger. Not bigger rooms, bigger presentations and how to make them the best that they can be. I know you're going to get something out of it, and if you're enjoying the podcast, well, that's going to get even more into the stuff that we're talking about each and every week. Don't miss out. Check it out. The Big Presentations in Small Rooms book on Amazon. All right, so it is time to get back into this thing. I'm glad that we got a chance to hear that again. And Mike, full confession, I've listened to that part at least three times today. And I still picked out something new this time around, which is the the key, I think, to good content is always discovering something new, whether it's music or a presentation or a book. You got to love it. But before we get too deep into presentation goals and how to create them and what questions to ask, let's do a little bit of backtracking and uh, just kind of peek back at at superheroes, because that's what we talked about last week. That's right. Yes. Last week we talked about being a presentation superhero. So we looked at a couple of our favorite superheroes. We looked at Peter Parker, Spider-Man, Tony Stark, and Iron Man. And we were able to learn from their stories, their personalities, and their backstories, the importance of being willing to step up, even when it might be scary, even when it might involve some learning. And we also learned the importance of being willing to step back when that's what's best and not try to hog the spotlight for ourselves, but be willing to listen well and seek to meet needs. So if we can do what is best for the audience, whether that comes naturally for us or not, then we will be more likely to be seen as a presentation superhero there you go i love it i love it a lot and i i desperately want to see spider-man again now I just it, <laughs> me too we should do that there we go all right so <laughs> for today we're talking about goals so mike talk to me about this i've listened to this several times who knows maybe somebody else has listened to the mini cast a couple of times as well they're getting familiar yeah. with this so the point of all this is that you need a goal for your presentation is that right that's right yep that's it. You need to have a goal for your presentation. That needs to be clear not only to you, but it needs to be clear to your audience that you know what you are after. You're willing and able to articulate that clear goal. There's three ways, three questions we can ask that'll help us do that. That's right. What do you want? Which is funny because I feel like we ask that of strangers or, or, or even coworkers quite a bit. It's like, okay, what's the, what's going on here? What do you want? <laughs> Why does it matter what you want, which I think is also kind of a a good way of putting it. And then what steps 
are involved. What am I going to have to do to achieve this thing that you seem to think is so important, which is a big deal. So, yeah. so let's get into each one of those. First one, what do you want? I remember working with a direct report who would approach me and, and I could tell that there's something going on. You could just sense the energy. They wanted something. Mm-hmm. And so this person would, would talk and talk and kind of shift awkwardly from foot to foot and kind of him and haw and I couldn't figure out what they wanted it was it was painful for him i could tell but it was also it was it was kind of frustrating for me if a presenter does not have clearly in mind exactly what they're after what they want there's a good possibility their presentations gonna be kind of rough it's it's probably not gonna go that well so you know the concept is simple know what you want But, you know, sometimes it could be that what you want is direction, but you're not really sure what the best thing is. And so you want some guidance from someone to help you decide what you want. That is a thing. Wanting help is a thing. Wanting guidance is a thing. And that's fine. If that's the case, then acknowledge it. Define what you want even if what you want is a better idea of what's best. Right, right. Which I think for me, thinking about that, I'm thinking in terms of like when we would do school assembly presentations or something like that. Just a situation where you're coming in from the outside to address something, but you don't know exactly as much about the culture of the place you're going as you want to. This is the asking for help of calling up whoever your contact is there, who's probably the person who you're interfacing that's bringing you in and saying, okay, so the presentation I normally do is about one of these three things. That's what I'm going to concentrate on. I may even touch on all three, but which one do you see being the most beneficial for your company, for your organization? And then that helps. That's kind of where my mind went was the whole like, well, before you get there, do that phone call where you're saying, okay, so I want to make sure that I'm tailoring this for you and for your company or organization. So what of these things do you guys feel like y'all need help with or work on or the solution for whatever? And then making that yeah. part of your presentation going in. That's good. And and you can do that in a way that shows that you know your stuff. Right. I know that my presentation hits on these topic areas. Are there any of those topic areas you would like for me to emphasize more than others? Uh, Because they've already made some choices. They chose this program out of 20 different programs, probably for a reason. Yeah. So you want to help them out, but you need some guidance to, to do that. And that would be good. That would be more like this direct report coming to me and saying, hey, I've I've come up against this issue. There's three ways I could go with it. What do you think would be the best out of these three ways? Well, then I know what I'm dealing with. Right, right. Um, But sometimes they haven't thought through the issue enough. They just go, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm going to go talk to Mike. And then they're stumbling around because they haven't thought through what the issue is or how to best describe it. They may not have even thought through what their options are. Right. Yeah. Then that's why there's some good supervisors who just have a standing rule for their employees. Don't bring me a problem unless you're going to bring me three options for solving that problem. And what they discovered is usually if an employee slows down enough to come up with three options, then they know which one's the best and they don't even have to talk to the boss. They just take care of business and keep going, you know? That's right. Instead of, you know, panicking and then asking for help instead of thinking it through. You need to know what you want 
even if what you want is is guidance. But most of the time in these presentations, that's not the case. You do want a specific thing, an extension on the timeline or more money to work with or more people to work with. You want a specific thing or, or maybe it's a sales presentation. You want them to buy this software. You want them to buy this service. That's what you want. So it's good to have that defined. No what you want. As I was thinking about this, I was like, if you go into a presentation not knowing what you want, it's like going into a dark room and shooting blindly at a target that you don't know where it is. It's like, you're not going to hit it. At least your odds are bad (laughs) because you're just talking. You don't know where you're going. You don't know why you're there yourself. (laughs) You got to figure that out ahead of time. So it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And this sounds so simple. So, um, You know, we're not trying to insult anybody's intelligence or talk down to people, but we've seen it happen over and over again where someone gets up to speak and they have not defined even for themselves exactly what it is they're shooting for. And so they flounder. And hopefully, if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, of course, that's good. That's good. Run with that. You know this. (laughs) Now, make sure you prove that you know this with the presentations that you give. You go in knowing what you want (laughs) and it's funny because it like you said it sounds stupid the idea of going into anything not having a clue where you're going with it but there's a reason why that happens because that is easier now the feeling that you get that uh, when your heart sinks out through your feet when you realize you have no clue what you're doing then it becomes hard but at the beginning stages not being prepared is 100% easier. And that's the reason why people do it is because it's like, oh, well, I don't have to think about that. Great. I'm not going to. But then you're in the moment, then you're stuck, and your only hope is that the moment will pass. (laughs) That's that's not good either. (laughs) You don't want that. (laughs) The second question is, it really kind of shores up the first one. The second question is, why does it even matter? You know, in that core content piece, I focused on the idea of of the mission, the mission of an organization and a mission of an organization is its reason to exist. It's it's what the organization is there to accomplish. It's the organization's so, goal. Overall, yeah, this is what it all comes down to. This is what we do. Yeah, so, for example, I've done a lot of work with the city of Fort Worth. Okay. And their, their mission is to work together to build a stronger community. This is what we do. This is what the city is all about. We work together to build a stronger community. And so... Everything that happens within the city should make perfect sense given that mission. Yeah, it has to align. It has to shore up that mission. And if it doesn't, then it it obviously doesn't belong. And if you come in with a presentation that doesn't shore up that mission, that means you don't belong. Yeah, right. (laughs) Painful, but yes. Yeah, yeah. Now, a closely related idea here that a lot of organizations take time to define is the vision, like the ideal future. If I remember correctly, uh, the vision of the city of Fort Worth is to be the most livable, best managed city in the country. Nice. When we have a goal, we know what we want and we know how it supports the mission or how it helps us reach toward the vision. We just got to know that or, or if it's not something that has been taught to us, we need to try to figure it out. Yeah, for sure. I think talking about missions, this kind of goes back to the school assembly thing. And and I did that when I was young enough and stupid enough to not 
think of that far in depth about showing up and, and having their mission in mind with the presentations. But every right. now and again, there was a principal or an assistant principal or a counselor who really knew what they were doing. And they would in the pre-contact or even the day of while I was setting up would be like, okay, so here's the deal with this school. We have these pillars and they made a point to say, look, especially at the end, after they see this relate it to at least a couple of those. And that will really drive it home. And that was great. Cause you're like, well, sure. That's easy. Yeah. So when you come into a presentation and you're able to speak the language of the organization as a way of supporting your idea, uh, that should increase the effectiveness of the idea that you're presenting because you're stating not only what you want, but why is it important? And it also will give you an idea of how well that mission and vision, those are embedded in the culture. If they are, then when you start speaking that language, you'll see that look, you know, like, oh, I, I had the privilege of, of teaching a large fire department in central Texas, and I was there all week. It took that long to, to get through the entire fire department. When you came into the fire department above the water fountain was listed their guiding statements like mission, vision, and, and values. They had done a good job of formulating them where they were simply worded, powerful, easy to remember. So I memorized them real quick. And then throughout the day, I would just weave in a concept and pay attention. And they noticed it was meaningful to them. And it added more weight to the content that I was teaching because I could say, here's what you need to know. Here's why, because it helps us be, and then you could fill in the blank with that information that defines who they are, their mission, their vision, or their core values. Have you been in places where it wasn't explicitly stated, but you were able to kind of get an idea? Like I've yet to meet somebody who's like, man, I went to Chick-fil-A and I just walked out and I felt, I was just bummed. Like it doesn't ever seem to happen because they they put so much emphasis on the customer, like the whole, like my pleasure when they give you a refill, like nobody says, thank you for letting right. me get you a refill, but they take it to that degree and they are just that happy to be helpful. I see stories come across my job quite a bit because you know, we have these services we pay for that are like, these are good news stories that are fun to talk about on air at a radio station. And at least once every week to week and a half, we get some sort of outstanding Chick-fil-A employee story. It's amazing how well you can tell where their priorities are. So the first question is, what do I want? You need to know what you want. You need to be specific about what you want. You need to have a well-defined in your mind and be able to articulate it. You also need to be able to know uh, why it matters. How does this help the organization reach its aspirations, uh, who we are, why we exist, what, what we do? Hey, it's Paul here taking a quick break to let you know about my wife's brand new podcast, Mommy Needs a Moment. If you're a mom and you feel like in any given day that you need just a moment, well, then take this moment to get a little encouragement, a little inspiration, a little something to get you through the rest of the day. Each episode is only five minutes or less, and they drop on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays wherever you get your podcasts with my wife, Sarah. Check it out. It's Mommy Needs a Moment wherever you get your podcasts. The final question is that we need to know what steps are involved. Okay. It's the practical aspect. It's the whole like, that's great, but how do I get there? It's like you have sold me on the city in the clouds, but what elevator is going to get me there? Exactly. Yeah. So what do we do 
to accomplish this thing that supports our, our mission. One common theme found in the Big Presentations content is the importance of discovering the audience's needs and identifying how your idea benefits them. As we describe how to accomplish this idea that's going to support the mission, we need to keep this concept in mind. What do they need to know and what are their concerns? How can I address what they need to know and what their concerns are in this practical step one, step two, step three process of sharing with them the steps that are involved. So we want to ask ourselves, how can I as a presenter share the steps in ways that are easily understood? And how can I highlight the audience's benefit? What do they get out of these steps? Maybe it's going to make them look good. Mm -hmm. Uh, Maybe it's going to add something to their portfolio. What's going to be the audience's benefit by going along with this idea and taking these steps that we are proposing. Right. Which there is a certain amount of wisdom that you kind of have to be able to discern, like how much information do you give them? Because on one hand, if you know your audience well enough by this point, you might know that something is going to overload them. The level of detail that we share depends on the situation. Yeah. Uh, And depends on the urgency of the situation. It depends on the personalities involved in the situation. It might be that we say, okay, here's the goal. Here's why it matters. And they say, yes, let's do it. Like, okay, so let's make sure we're covering all the bases here because they may be a really proactive group. It's like, oh yeah, I'll take care of this part of it. I'll take care of this part of it. Okay, let's make sure nothing falls through the cracks. So here are all the things that need to happen in order for this idea to come to life. And so you make sure you got it all. It might be that they they say, I love this idea. I see how it supports it. Uh, where do we even start? Okay, so that's when we need to slow down and make sure we're talking in more detail and making sure that good delegation happens or the proper people are taking ownership of the different steps involved in accomplishing this idea that we've proposed. You're right. There's a lot of wisdom involved in reading the situation and making sure that you are providing enough information so that the goal can be accomplished. Uh, And it might be just as easy as, yeah, we need to call a plumber. They'll take care of it. Or we'll get a few bids and and we'll let them take care of it. Uh, Versus, you know, if the pipes bust at a plumber's office, (laughs) you might just say, hey, go fix that. Yeah. (laughs) Your group, especially if they have a mission statement, they know where they want to be. But you giving that solution to get there, whether it's through, like we were saying earlier, like a software that they don't have that will help them accomplish said goal or maybe it is a, a a process that they haven't embraced yet that you're trying to get maybe it's your own office and you're like okay well we could do things in a slightly different way and it would it would get us to this goal quicker or better uh, or more consistently then that makes a big difference too but yeah it's it is definitely all about having those practical steps to back up those first two questions that you had to ask because you know what you want you know why it matters but you got to be able to give them a map to get there that's good that's good you know throughout junior high and high school, my life revolved around basketball. So I was playing every place that I could, going to camps during the summer. And so I was able to play under a number of different coaches. There were some coaches whose you know halftime speech was, you didn't do good in the first half. Do better. <laughs> 
inspirational. <laughs> right. And there were other coaches who would say, okay, so here's what happened in the first half. We did this and they did this. And as a result of, of that, you can see what the scoreboard is. Now, here's how we're going to counteract what they're doing. Right. We're going to do A, B, and C, and that will allow us to uh, accomplish less turnovers and better shots, and we're going to close that gap. And when that kind of direction was given, you could see the players nodding their heads. Okay, okay, yeah, I can do that. I mean, you told me what to do. I'm going to go do that. And there was a sense of confidence that came with the coach told me, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to follow number 32, and I'm going to get a steal and throw it up the court, and we're going to score. I right, okay, I'll go do that. And yeah. we just believe it, and, and it would work. You know, we'd, we'd go do it. There was hope with the direction. But we want to beware whenever we're in a position of, of leadership or maybe even whenever we're frustrated and just want to speak up. We need to be aware of the need for the hope that comes along with direction. If we're only complaining, that's not going to go well. But if we are bringing guidance in a way to address a problem, even if it's not the perfect way to address it, it's something. Yeah. And it may be a starting place toward discovering what would be a better way to address the problem. So, yeah, that that's good. We need to know what we want. We need to know why it matters. We need to know how to get there. And when when we're able to do that, that is such a respectable way to present information because it, it shows we know what we're talking about. You know, we've done our homework. We know what we want. We're able to describe it well. We know why it matters, which means we are familiar with the values of the organization. And we're able to say, here's what we do. Here's how we get there. So we're going to do something that matters. And here's how we're going to do it. And it's hard not to respect someone who speaks with that kind of well-prepared confidence. That's right. That's right. The one thing that occurred to me the third listen through of the core content today that I, it didn't occur to me the first time through or the second time through was the idea that in answering these questions, you're answering them so that your audience doesn't have to ask them. People come into meetings quite often wondering, why do I have to be here? Mm -hmm. I could be doing something else with this time. Uh, why do I have to listen to this guy? If a presenter is able to quickly and articulately state what they want, why it matters, and how we get there, that could be a breath of fresh air. Instead of what so often happens in, in business meetings where someone gets up and they start rambling and the people in the audience are breaking out their, their business meeting bingo cards and seeing how <laughs> many buzzwords they could check off before this person finally runs out of steam. It, it, and it just increases the frustration that they feel, not only about this meeting, but the meetings they have to go to in the future are colored by this waste of time that they feel like they're having to experience because someone did not do their homework. Also, I would say that there were times when when I was doing school assemblies, that I could tell when the person who was in charge, because it was it was about 50-50 whether or not you were dealing with the principal or you were dealing with like the counselor <laughs> or the assistant principal. The principal would almost without fail be nice, and they were glad that you were there, but you could tell who was that certain person for whatever reason. You could tell when they had had a bad experience with the person who had given an assembly before you, because you walked in and they instantly 
wanted to know what you were all about and they were ready to dislike you. <laughs> so yeah, if for no other reason to do this, not only for your job, but to be nice to those that follow, it makes a huge difference. And there is a ripple effect, just like when you're absolutely rude to a person uh, who is like a, a service person, like in a, in a restaurant mm. or a checker, if you're rude to that person, they're going to be very skeptical of the next person in line behind you. And they're going to have a colored experience from that as well. You have to be aware of those things. And, and while I'm sure that's probably not the first thing on your mind when you're not preparing for something, it, it does make a huge difference. And uh, I, I know I have, and I'm sure you have as well. You've seen the after effects of that, which are not fun. <laughs> Yes, I think that there's like this term out there. I think it's called like meeting recovery syndrome, oh. <laughs> <laughs> where this <laughs> this frustration and this brain fog extends for X number of minutes or hours after a meeting is over. They're still trying to get over it and be able to get back to productivity because it was so frustrating. Those of you who are listening today, hopefully you're in a good, healthy situation. Meetings are productive. They move forward. And you are just a part of a well-oiled machine that's making that progress. That's awesome. If you are new in your organization, don't assume that that's the way things are. Right. Uh, yeah. You want to be that way. But realize that when you come into a meeting, there may be people who are frustrated simply because that meeting exists. And that's not your fault. Right. It is an opportunity for you to make a good positive impression where when you get through talking, they're like, oh, wow, he's done already? And he got to the point? That's awesome. And so then the next time you get up to speak, there's more a sense of, of investment and a willingness to listen because you made a good impression. And, and maybe you are what starts uh, a shift in the culture of meetings that raises the bar. So maybe other people are like, well, I need to step up my game. Yeah, this person over here is pretty impressive. They're going to get my promotion. <laughs> if I don't sell my... <laughs> hey, it's Paul here taking a quick break to tell you about my other podcast. It's Life While Parenting. My wife, Sarah, and I get into all of the fun and not so fun stuff of parenting. Everything from the pandemic to dealing with parenting while having a complete and utter lack of sleep and everything in between. But if that wasn't enough, we'll also get into more fun things like stuff we wish we had known before we had our second kid and the hip lingo that kids are slinging these days. So make sure you join us every Wednesday for a fresh episode of Life While Parenting, wherever you get your podcasts. The core concepts that are here, these three questions that you ask to be able to, to hit that presentation goal like you need to are not hard in no. concept. They may be sometimes harder in practice than others. But ultimately, it doesn't have to be super complicated, but you have to be able to have that structure kind of set up to be able to to answer those questions, and then you can move on from it, and it makes a big difference. And obviously, you want to know that they understand why it matters, because if they don't know why it matters, it, it makes no difference, because they don't have a reason to care. And then yeah, and yeah. then without those practical steps, they don't have anywhere to go. And they just kind of feel lost at the end. So you, you have to have all three for it to be effective, but they're not really that difficult of a, of a concept. So it's just it's getting in that habit of being able to to kind of knock those down pretty quickly. As you do so, as you're thinking about your presentation goal, do not lose sight of the audience. This is about them. You're seeking to meet their needs. You're seeking to highlight how this idea is going to benefit them. If you come in and you start talking, even if you're covering these bases, but it feels like it's all about you, then that that steals some of the power of this process. So you want to know 
what it is you want. But from that point on, it's why does it matter to the organization? It's bigger than just you want this, but you want this because you've got the organizational good in mind. And, and you realize and are able to articulate why this idea benefits the organization and you want to set them up for success. So this is how you go about achieving this end result. That matters because it supports the mission. So what do you want? Why does it matter? How do we get there with your focus being on the audience, trying to see this content through their eyes and, and ask yourself, what if I was in their shoes, what questions would I have? What concerns would I have? What about this might scare me? And then as a presenter, you're seeking to address all of those things, addressing fears, giving guidance where there's confusion. So at the end of your presentation, they know what it's all about. They know what you want. They know why it matters and they know how to get there. I think that it's so important and I think people can really use this information in a big way. We've kind of said this about some of the the previous court content as well, but this is the kind of thing that it's pretty easy for me to kind of stick this into the category of like, this is you coming in from the outside to make a presentation to somebody because that's what I'm used to. But at the same time, yes, it can be useful for you within your own organization doing those things, whether it's asking for a raise or asking for a change of process or whatever, and making improvements within. But also it can be just how you deal with your family. I, I feel like this is just good information to have for life, not just for if you are a person who goes from organization to organization, helping them maybe fix problems or to make it better. I love that idea of cross application. We can use this in so many different areas of life. Fantastic. Cool. Well, I think that that wraps this one up. Of course, we will be back again next week with a, another mini cast where we'll go over that core content. I'll let Mike kind of share that information with you, and then we'll follow that up with another full podcast episode just like this one where we get a chance to talk about it, expound upon it, share some stories and experiences, and hopefully do the things that uh, we're telling you that we want you to do in this episode, telling you what we want, why it matters, and how to get there. And hopefully we did all that for you today. I, th I think we did. I think we nailed it. I think we're in good shape. <laughs> But we will catch you guys next time. Of course, we would love for you to to subscribe, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. We are also now available on Stitcher, and we would love for you to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating as well. Until next time, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll have another big presentation for you next time. Great. You're still here. If you'd like to help us out, we would love it. If you went over to Apple Podcasts, rate and review the podcast. And also, if you're not a subscriber yet, do that too. It all helps. And we would love to be able to continue to bring you this podcast on the regular like we do. So please, Apple Podcasts, head over there, rate and review, and by all means, hit that subscribe button. Hope you have a great week.